Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Monday, July 10th, 2023. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host, well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Oh, no. Folks, do you know that today is National Don't Step on a Bee Day? And if you can avoid trouncing one of these precious little important insects, well, my co-host, she'll be thanking you. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed, live and in person. What a treat. Thanks, David. You know, your introduction is a lot louder in person, that's for sure. At least I can turn you down on the Skype when I'm in my home studio, but boy... The noise cancelling really works, well, I think, you know for what, the people Sheila, who work here. I'll tell you, this is a double surprise. First, your presence, uh, because it's always a delight to have you in the studio all the way from the free republic of the province of Alberta. And on the weekend, I could not believe... Folks, I'm going to show you something. It just arrived from British Columbia from a lady by the name of Eileen DeHaan, and she's going to be selling them. I think... This is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. I gotta show you. She made a wood etching of that t-shirt. There's the menzoid, and can you read uh, what it says on the bottom? Just give me coffee and nobody <laughs> gets hurt. And you know, I don't know how Eileen knew about my love for coffee. I mean, the last time I had a doctor's appointment, uh, the doctor said, you know, we're also going to look into ways to uh, get you to cut back on caffeine. No, and I, you need a new doctor. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say anything, Sheila, yeah. but I was going, not going to happen. No way. Um, so look at that. Um, Eileen evidently is going to be selling these for only $250 plus shipping if you want a personal menzoid wood etching in your abode. Sheila, I'm shocked at her talent. Look at this. The level of work she put into this is unbelievable. <laughs> like she has etched in all your abs that don't exist except in <laughs> your memory. You know? Wait just a second here. I think we went to the Dead Sea together <laughs> oh, last right. time we were in Israel. So I know what's under there. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. When I first saw it, I thought it was a painting. But it's a wood etching. Yes. She's etched all of this. It's fantastic. You know, and I, I just want to say, Sheila, um, yeah, we have our critics. We have our haters. But you know what? Our lovers are the, the best. They are. <laughs> Is this not the greatest audience in the it's history true. of audiences? I mean, who would do this? You know, yeah, who would this? do this? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> but, you know, so I think we should start kind of like a trophy room here. We should. And this this could, you know, back in the Sun News days, I had the Menzoid Man Cave. Um, we do need a shelf, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Last night, we were at a documentary showing at the Church of God in Aylmer of Love our new documentary, folks. Church Under Fire, Canada's War on Christianity. And a lady gave us a gift, and I didn't get a chance to open it till I was in the car with Efron going back to the hotel. And she had taken the pages of this enormous book and folded them in such a way that it... If you looked at the book like sideways where hmm. the pages were folded, it said Rebel News. What? But so it was like origami or something? Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Like the 
hours this lady spent making this gift for us. I don't want to take it home. I want to leave it here in the studio um, so that everybody can see like the, just the time that people put into these things and care. It's very flattering, actually. It, 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 it's so nice. So Eileen DeHaan, thank you so thank much. You. I know you put so much work into it. And if there's anyone out there that wants to buy uh, one of the, I'm just so honored and humbled at the same time. Uh, yeah. I just can't believe it. Uh, please send your coordinates and I'll send Eileen's uh, email and we'll kind of coordinate things that way. And there you go. What a what a double surprise getting this in the post. And here you are beside me. Fantastic. Oh, David, we should tell everybody what we're doing here <laughs> today. So this is the Rebel News Daily Roundup. It's hosted normally by David Menzies, and he has a co-host flying with him every single day. Sometimes it's me, but we have a rotating cast of characters here at Rebel News. And it's a chance for us to talk about the news of the day completely unscripted, but it also gives us a chance to interact with you at home and you to interact with us and to support the work that we do completely willingly. So we are streaming on YouTube, but we're also on Rumble, Odyssey, and Getter. <laughs> And if you are still watching us on the censorship platform of YouTube, might I suggest you migrate over to Rumble or Odyssey, wherein you can leave us a paid chat. On Rumble, it's called a Rumble Rant. On Odyssey, it's called a Hyper Chat. And it's your opportunity to have your say, but it also supports us here at Rebel News and democratizes the show. So if you have a question, query, comment, story idea tell us a joke, uh, whatever. Put it in a paid chat and we'll do our best to read it on air. There you go. And I guess we'll get right off the top here, uh, Sheila. Um, a lot of uh, activity out in your neck of the woods, mm -hmm. uh, Alberta. Uh, the Calgary Stampede, that's kind of a big deal out there every July. Uh, you know, wonderful rodeo. That, do they sell the truck wagon races? Oh, it, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, did I ever tell you that in 1985 yes, I wrote yes, a book? Yes, yes, yes. Many, 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 many times. I just want to say this as an epilogue to my bull riding story that put me in the hospital, folks. I tuned into a TV station and they were having the national rodeo final somewhere. And these guys... They don't wear cowboy hats anymore. They wear a helmet. Some of them do, yeah. And they wear a face mask. Yeah. And they have a, like a bulletproof jacket. I had none of that. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're way braver than today's <laughs> bull riders, David. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah. No. Old school. It was like the days when goalies didn't wear, you know, a goalie mask. And, uh, you know. Don't and you I, play goal? I do. But I have the form-fitting mask. Mm. I, I still wear that. But uh, those days have gone. But anyways. Calgary Stampede, I can understand um, Pierre Polyev going out there. Don't really understand Justin Trudeau going out there. What's the point? He hates the West. He's an enemy to the West. Uh, but I guess there's one MP out there that he's got to go to bat for. But why don't we um, throw uh, Sheila to the Pierre Polyev clip where he's right. slamming Trudeau over his internet censorship bill and uh, vows to ban his MPs from the World Economic Forum and is calling out digital ID. Geez, Pierre Polyev is continuing to say all the right things. So let's check it out. We want debates. I don't want to silence Justin Trudeau and often he makes my very best arguments for me. I want everyone to speak freely. We have section 2B of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. 2B or not 
to be? That is the question. I will honor the charter, repeal the online and on-campus censorship, and stand up for freedom of expression for all Canadians. Absolutely. Freedom. We will uphold freedom here and everywhere. We will stop interference by Beijing in our democracy. Canadians should choose their government, not communist dictators from abroad. We'll bring in a foreign influence registry to track and expose any who are paid by foreign dictators to influence and manipulate our politics. We will ban all of my ministers and top government officials from any involvement in the World Economic Forum. There will be no more mandates, no more cent no central bank digital currency, no mandated digital ID. And we will recognize once and for all that parents come first in raising our children. Their values should come before the government's imposition. Justin Trudeau needs to butt out and let provinces run schools and parents raise children. Well, Sheila, so much to unpack there. But the first thing is, I'm really picking up a Clark Kent Superman vibe there. Glasses. I didn't recognize that was yeah. Pierre at the beginning without those glasses on. That's so ubiquitous with him. Um, is this part of a uh, reimagining uh, of uh, Pierre Polyev? Is he dumping the glasses? Is he wearing contacts for some reason? Because, wow, it was like... Um, like I said, uh, Clark Kent to Superman there. It's rodeo week, though. Yeah, well, you can't wear glasses at the rodeo. and be a cowboy? Well, hi, you can't be a nerd at the rodeo, but... <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? I'm just... You, you felt what happened to nerds when they go to the rodeo, didn't you? <laughs> Nothing he said there is even remotely controversial, though. No. You know, and he's saying it on safe territory. Yep. It's Calgary where, you know, conservatism reigns supreme, at least for now. Um, but it was the first time that we heard him say anything about parents' rights. And that is a shot across the bow of Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek yep. in her city because she's the mayor of bubble zone legislation bubble against zone. drag queen story hours at city-run facilities. Yep. She's the mayor who's advocating and who pushed the police in the direction of arresting Pastor Derek Reimer for protesting outside of libraries. Unbelievable. So... You know, that that was meant for Jody Gondek. It's a shame this is the first time we're hearing about this from Pierre Polyev because parents' rights under Stephen Harper were central yeah. to Conservative Party policy. They were central to his tax policy, too. Yeah. Income splitting, letting families know that they know what's best for their family. They can make the decisions. They can spend the money instead of the federal government spending it on families' behalfs. Maybe he's coming around to that way of thinking. It's a shame it took this long, but 
I guess, I guess we got to start somewhere. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Could be the election's a good two years away, Sheila. Yeah. And that is a super eternity in terms of politics. But, you know, um, you know how he will be characterized in the government-funded progressive so-called Oh, he's press. a transphobe Exactly. Now. Yeah. He's anti-LGBT. He's yeah. anti-transgender. I mean, I was mentioning um, very powerful, I don't know if uh, our super producers can dredge it up, of uh, I think it's a group called Mums for DeSantis, and it's um, the narration is by Mrs. DeSantis herself in Florida. Yeah. Um, not a single word about... Uh, gender identification or sexual orientation, just an expanded version of what Mr. Polyev said, keep yep. your hands off the kids. And what do I see? It's being condemned right. as anti-LGBT, right? And oh, and you know what's interesting, Sheila? I love this. Florida, home to the don't say gay and don't say trans agenda. Well, Who said we're, that? We're, we're the, first of all, there was never anything about that, uh, don't say gay, but they've already, now they've- They've gotten away with that. So <laughs> yeah. like, let's just keep now, lying. Yeah, so let's add don't say trans. It's like, you know, the pride flag. Right. You know, they have the don't triangle, which I cannot it. mention. And then the little purple <laughs> flurple for the intersex people. Um, yep. I don't know what it's gonna, I, what do you think next year's model is gonna look like? I, I, I say we put an imprint of the kitchen sink on it. I've got to take a gravel <laughs> when I look at it because I don't know where to look and it makes my eye jot all over the place and I get vertigo and cars sick. It's just so busy and distracting. Yeah, I know, I know. And it, and the and the original flag, and I, I belong to the design school of less is more, Sheila, whether it's engineering, whether it's graphic arts. I got to say the original rainbow flag is a perfect design. It's like seven solid equal size multicolored bars. And, but once they started monkeying around with it and, and adding brown and black for brown people and black people, but wait a minute, what does race have to do with... Right. It, 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 oh, never mind. Keep, keep going. So um, the point is that LGBT flag already included everybody. The T in, T in LGBT is for transgender. So why do they need their own special triangle with pink and baby blue and white in it? I, I, it does not compute. But in any event, you know... Um, Polyev will be skewered for that as being a hater and a bigot and a transphobe. And all he's saying is that he subscribes to age appropriateness. And letting parents decide. Since when are parents' rights a controversial thing? Yeah, you know, apparently but, now. But in these days, when we, it all started, David, when they sort of cram that it takes a village to raise a child no, nonsense down our face. No. It absolutely does not. Yeah. I don't want the village That's and right. their idiots anywhere <laughs> near my kids. But once people said, yeah, actually, I need help from all these other people, you're inviting input from those people. And here we are. Now it's a controversial thing for me to say, ah, you know what, I'll decide. Uh, absolutely, uh, Sheila. I mean, this whole it takes a village. No, how about a mother and a father? Yeah. Uh, or am I being offensive uh, to a certain group of unhinged individuals? You know what? Let's go. Right. That's a great segue. Oh, Be before you go that way, one you mentioned village idiots. Yeah. Just to show you how woke Toronto is. And I'm going back four or five years ago. We had a downtown restaurant called the Village Idiots. Yeah. 
They got one complaint. This is how it works, folks. From so. a village idiot. <laughs> I love when they self-identify. And you know what it's called now? <laughs> the village genius, which uh, makes no sense. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> you know, when you come out and you're offended because some place is called the village idiot, uh, you self-identified <laughs> as the village idiot. Good job, one complainant. But you know what? <laughs> if somebody said, I'm like the one person in yeah. the GTA who's offended at your name, yeah. I would have told him to get bent. <laughs> but these people changed the whole name of their business. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, by the way, it's a good restaurant, friendly staff. Oh, uh, I'm sure. You know what? How about this? Just say, thank you, concern noted. Uh, would you like fries with that? And yeah. move on, right? Yeah. Just like the, the Sir John A. McDonald pub in Kingston, the home of Sir John A. McDonald, built in his, the building that housed his law practice, they came to the woke mob and uh, changed its name to our first prime minister. It's yeah, you know what? I'm going to start asking people to show me their receipts for the last time they <laughs> ate at these places Great before point. I start listening to them. Great point. Um, you know what? Speaking of village idiots, um, <laughs> Justin Trudeau <laughs> was it at the Calgary Stampede, as he tends to do, doing some weird thing with his hands when he was flipping pancakes. By the way, I think it was like anxiety manifesting in his hands uh you'll see some you image it was, yeah it was just yeah that that's yeah his hand is just he can't flip a pancake and by he can't the way. like look at this <laughs> I, I, <laughs> get the help to flip oh. the pancakes you've got to wait till the bubbles come through that's how you know it's safe to oh, flip it the guy's geez. an idiot but normally <laughs> he has his hat on backwards we don't get to see oh, his yes. feet so sometimes his boots are on the wrong feet or whatever but he shows up to flip pancakes and that's when the independent journalists get loose oh. because he's busy making a mess on a really nice griddle right there and so journalists have the opportunity to get a little closer than they normally would and so we had our sid fizzard um, attending Liberal MP George Chahal. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, he is the porch pirate of Calgary. <laughs> he was picking the literature, uh, the conservative literature out of the mailboxes, which is a crime, by the way, during the last election. He didn't really get in trouble. He was like, I think it had a spelling mistake. I'm doing the Lord's work, picking it out or some stupid stuff like that. Unbelievable. But anyways, there were arrests at last year's George Jahal <laughs> pancake event because you arrest prickly critics in Calgary. And uh, so we had Sid there just in case something else went down. So he was able to at least put some questions to the prime minister. Um, I'm not sure we got an answer, though. Hmm. It is truly a privilege and an honor to be here today with you all uh, to celebrate Stampede, but also celebrate the extraordinary impacts uh, on this, uh, on the larger community uh, that the Amadea community continually has. Uh, your message of uh, love for all, hatred for none, uh, is a message that the world is in dire need of right now. And everything you do uh, to reach out across communities, uh, to build hope and positivity is incredibly touching. Prime Minister Trudeau, do you love the unvaccinated as well? They're still dying. 
Chanel, how much money have you given Ukraine since the start of the war? Chanel, does the mutilation of children in Canada concern you? Are you not concerned about the mutilation of children in Canada? How many of the vehicles here are electric? Thank you for all your leadership. Like I said, the, the, you are you are a huge driver of, uh, of support and change in this community, and it's wonderful to be able to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Prime Minister Trudeau, how many of your vehicles are electric? That's you know a I fun question, by the way, oh, because yes. the premier, uh, the, when she met with him, he was talking about net zero and the premier right to his face is like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. We're not Doug Ford uh, uh, teaming up with you um, and yeah, putting out. I think billions. Olivia dug it up. But yeah. so that question about like how many of your vehicles in your convoy are electric. That's a great question. I pull that data all the time to see if it changes. But yeah, she met with him. She's being the boss man here. And um, she basically told him, your net zero stuff, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, these vehicles exist, Sheila. Um, I you guess. Know, wouldn't you think to, you know, carry through the virtue signaling, you would have EV vehicles or plug-in hybrids or merely hybrids. But no, it's the polar opposite. It is eight-cylinder fossil fuel, typically supersized Chevy Suburban SUVs, and they idle them all right? day. You know, because when our, you know Trudeau with his Armani-clad buttocks gets into the leather seat, it's got to be perfectly room temperature. But you know what? What kills me? Speaking of all that, the SUVs and his entourage, Sheila. What I loved of that clip, where the where, where the Royal Canadian Mounted henchmen that guard him trying to blend in, <laughs> they've got the cowboy hat, oh, and yet they've got the same sunglasses. They've got the earpiece. I, I know. And it, it reminded there was a second city sketch it was with Harold Ramis he was an undercover Mountie yeah. and he was dressed in a business suit but he's still on his horse <laughs> yeah that's exactly what this is like look at them we look at those thugs right? we all know you're cops well, and you know what I'm not even going to say they're thugs because some of them are pulled locally to protect the prime minister <clears throat> when he comes but just wear your uniform. Actually, if yeah. you wore your uniform, people would be less inclined to approach the prime minister. That's a good point. Because you're in uniform and it's sort of a show of force. But Sheila, can somebody please buy blackface a calendar? We're in the month of July at the Calgary Stampede and he's going on about LGBT. Uh, oh, I know. This was not a pride of it. What the, what in blue hell do, do you know the what? rainbow unicorns have to do with the uh, the stampede? There's a gay rodeo, by the way. Is there really? Yeah, of course there is. I Jeez. think it's, um, is it at old? Anyways, doesn't matter. I'll get a letter. But there's a, <laughs> <laughs> if, if the old rodeo isn't gay, I'm very sorry. Um, but yeah, there's a, 
there's a gay rodeo. Like, nobody cares if you're gay in rodeo, by the way. Yeah. This is Justin Trudeau's bigotry of, like, I have to lecture these rodeo people about being tolerant. And that one question was great. You said you're all about tolerance and love. Do you, do you love the unvaccinated now? Or do they still have to be cut away from society? Yeah. No answer to any of the questions. <laughs> no, yeah, but not. why is this an issue? Especially so almost like, what, 20 years after Brokeback Mountain? Did yeah. you ever see Brokeback Mountain? No, I didn't. I, I, don't I No, either did I. I just didn't want to watch a Western where the good guys get it in the end. Stop anyway. it, David. Stop. <laughs> Gosh. That's a good line. Um, but but let's find that place where the gay rodeo is taking place. Yeah. Did did, did the horses wear like rainbows and stuff like that or? No, it's just regular rodeo. I don't know why they're (laughs) self-segregating because the rest of us don't care. Um, And and by the way, do you know how the world has changed since Brokeback Mountain came out? I'm not making a joke here, Sheila. I heard an interview with one of the stars there. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. But he said today, if they made that movie, they couldn't have two straight actors play That's gay actors. That's right. Hollywood yeah. would demand that it would be gay actors. You know, there's no meritocracy anymore, even in acting, apparently, even though that was a positive, I would think, LGBTQ message. But uh, yeah, it's now gender politics uh, rules everything. So there you go. It's Strathmore, I think. Strathmore? Maybe. Oh, no. I'm going to get letters from people from Strathmore. You should know Yes, this. no, it is Strathmore. <laughs> I remember now because Derek Fildbrandt went to it one time. Um, anyways, this year it's moved from Strathmore to Stampede Park, or it was. Um, anyway, it's uh, there's like a whole gay rodeo association. Wow. Rodeo doesn't care if you're gay. Only <laughs> Justin Trudeau apparently cares if you're gay. Um, but we should move on okay. to um, everybody getting up in arms because apparently if you are the premier of a province and you're attending an event where there's upwards of 100,000 people who attend every day, you need to make sure that all of those 100,000 people are wearing T-shirts that are approved of by the CBC. So Alberta's <laughs> Premier Daniel Smith wore this shirt. I'm squinting to see it. It says, imagine being a young queer person, the tweet says, in Alberta and seeing your Premier Alberta Daniel Smith supporting stuff Aww. like this. Okay, I'm not sure she's supporting this. She's just at an event with a guy who's wearing the shirt. She's not wearing the shirt. If you look at the shirt, though, it states a biological, however inconvenient for the other side fact. It says, thank a straight person today for your existence. Straight pride. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I mean, if we're all about diversity, equity, inclusion, does that mean excluding more than 90% Eight percent of the residents of planet Earth, Sheila. Everybody yeah. on planet Earth right now is the product of biological reproduction between a female gamete and a male gamete. That's how it works. Yep. That's how we all came to be until we're just photosynthesized in a lab which I think at this point we have coming. We have coming and (laughs) we might deserve it. Well, you know, you might be right. But and by the way, uh, that is the correct term. Straight. That's fine. 
heterosexual, that's fine. You know what's offside? A cisgender. You know, to me, that sounds too much like sissy. And that that's ain't they do us. It, um, so please park that. I mean, the first time you ever heard that term, cisgender. I had to Google it. Yeah. I don't, what the hell are they talking about? So um, this is a community that goes out of their minds if you misgender them or use the wrong yeah. pronoun. So I'm going to tell you right now, stop with the cisgender. We hate it as straight heterosexual people, that is. If you use that on me in public, I'm going to put you on blast. <laughs> it's the othering, right? Like. So you have to make everything weird yeah. <laughs> so that nothing is weird. Now I get it's it. It's like when you're in a room and everybody's loud, the whole room is loud, even the quiet person, right? <laughs> That's what's happening here. So if they're doing weird things and they have weird um, prefixes to describe their sexual proclivities for some reason, like we all need to know, then we have to give one to the normal people too, yeah. so that now normal is also othered and in this strange mess. Yeah, but this is a terrible example again, I think, Sheila, of the suppression of freedom of speech. And, and we did a, a story earlier where we went up to Stephen Lewis Secondary School in Thornhill, just north of Toronto. And uh, according to the uh, kids there, if you wear a shirt, saying there are only two genders, you're either going to get a detention or a suspension. Uh, meanwhile, a teacher allegedly showed trans porn in his uh, humanities class. Is it humanities or inhumanities class? And that resulted in some kids uh, leaving the room. I guess those are haters and bigots and transphobes, but uh, we're still trying to get to the bottom of that story. The, the world, do you find the world's upside down sometimes? Yes, yes, yes. It, it's complete inversion. Yeah. Good is bad. Gross is now palatable. Yep. Weird is celebrated as beauty. Mm -hmm. um, ugliness is beauty now. Yeah. I, I was what I know we're late for an ad break, Olivia. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I was watching this Tucker Carlson clip. He was talking with that British guy with the long hair. What's his name? I can't remember. Russell Brand. Oh, Thank yes, you. Yes. He did Russell Brand and he was talking about inherent beauty and it is something that travels across all cultures what a culture will create as beauty might be different than what i might but you recognize it as beauty when you see it yeah. it's undeniable it, like tucker's example was he could go see a shinto temple in japan and while he is from like the northeast of the united states he would recognize it instantly as beautiful. Oh, cool. And he said that because things used to be built by people who liked people. So you could go see um, like a village council house in the UK, and it might be a couple hundred years old and built by a craftsman who had just hand tools, but you could recognize it as beautiful and made by someone who loved the people around him. And he said... Now look at government buildings. Mm. You know, great line. <laughs> and he's like, they, they clearly don't like people. And that got me thinking about the inversion of beauty. It's a hate 
of humanity. When you see celebrating, you know, morbid obesity uh, as beautiful and, or, you know, like you see people being labeled as beautiful and you're like, that face looks like a Picasso painting. What are you talking about? Um, It's, it's the hatred of humanity and the things we hold dear. In fact, you're right. Uh, If you are saying that a morbidly obese person is beautiful, and and by the way, folks- It's unkind. It is, because that isn't going to maybe shorten their lives and give them a premature death sentence. It will, ask any doctor. You dislike them if you're saying that. And uh, so really, uh, and this is coming from someone, I don't subscribe to the media and marketing generation of what a perfect woman is. No, you give me a hard time all the time. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I look at you, all the weight you're losing, I feel like shoving a jelly donut down your mouth. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, I love curvy woman. Uh, but there is a line, and when we embrace obesity as uh, diversity, uh, to the point that, can you imagine, Sheila, we have a genre now of reality TV, it's all about fat people. You know, the thousand pound sisters, my 600 pound life, yep. uh, supersized. It, 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 it's unbelievable how it's being normalized, and uh, it's not right. It's... But I gotta ask you, Sheila Gunn-Reed, is there in truth no beauty? Do you know where I got that from? It's an uh, episode title for uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Or is it in beauty, there no truth? Did I screw up that line? I don't know. Nobody <laughs> knows. Nobody watched it. Let's, just you. Okay, we got to hit an ad break. Yes, just keep go to an ad break, on please. Fun, folks. <laughs> no matter what, God will bring us through. And I said, we will not bow down to your gods. For tickets, showtime details, and to see the trailer, please go to savethechristians.com. In a world plagued by conformity, where truth is distorted, freedom is a distant memory, and Big Brother is always watching. One man, Winston Smith, looks to break through his bleak existence. Introducing the all-new Rebel Illustrated Classics edition of George Orwell's iconic book, 1984. Now, more than ever, in the age of lockdowns, 15-minute cities, and World Economic Forum globalism, everyone must read 1984. Uncover the hidden depths of this literary classic with our exclusive illustrated edition that brings Orwell's haunting vision to life, reborn with a foreword by Ezra Levant and 30 captivating new illustrations by artist Paul Revoge. You see that Orwell is not only explaining what might come, but in my opinion, what's already here, even back when he wrote it in 1949, but much more so as we see revealed today, particularly with the last three years. Join the rebellion against conformity. Get your hands on the Rebel Illustrated Classics edition of 1984, now available at buy1984.com. Oh, uh, I did check it, folks. (laughs) I got the title right the first time. Is there in truth no beauty? It's the episode with the Medusian ambassador. Anyway, what Great. Do you want to talk about? Thank you for that <laughs> clarification, David. We should go into this video of Justin Trudeau. Uh, sorry, it's speaking to reporters with Latvian Prime Minister. Holy moly. 
There I'm are, not touching and that. I'm not going near that. Justin Trudeau announced a doubling of Canada's deployment to the NATO mission in the country, pledging $2.6 billion over three years and an additional 1,200 military personnel. I wonder if they're going to have food to eat um, or helmets or sleeping bags. More to the point, Sheila, is there anybody remaining in the armed forces in our great dominion? They have a big recruitment uh, problem. We'll I, talk about that okay. in a second. Let's just Watch this. <laughs> Sovereignty of nation, territorial integrity, the rights of people to choose their own future is at the heart of why our two countries have come together today. In my meetings with both the President and the Prime Minister, our top priorities were support for Ukraine and action we need to continue to take to deter Russia's ongoing and unacceptable aggression. When Russia first invaded Ukraine in 2014, NATO allies mobilized and formed Operation Reassurance to establish a strong military presence in Eastern Europe. Canada stepped up to lead a battle group here in Latvia on NATO's eastern flank beginning in 2017. To date, hundreds of Canadian Armed Forces members have trained and served alongside soldiers from across the alliance. Today, I'm announcing that we're going to more than double our presence, deploying up to an additional 1,200 members of the Canadian Armed Forces to serve and defend democracy and the rule of law. These additional personnel will reinforce and enhance our land, maritime, and air capabilities and support special operations in Central and Eastern Europe. This is part of a $2.6 billion investment we are announcing today, which also includes the purchase of critical weapons systems and support for intelligence. Okay, great. And Who gets the uh, role, Sheila, of coming up with the names of these operations? This one's Operation Reassurance. Does, does Blackface reassure you about anything on this one? Yeah, I would think it should be more... Um, <laughs> Either cheeky or frightening, yeah. but reassurance, like <laughs> yeah, we got. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think of like that as like a military operation. Like Operation Chin Up Tiger. Like what the heck? Um, but okay, so we're promising a bunch of money, but like a month ago, it was announced that. We don't have enough military gear for the soldiers who are deployed, that they are buying their own helmets. Um, That's shocking. They've been buying their own modern ballistic helmets equipped with built-in hearing protection that doubles as a headset. So they don't have the equipment that our NATO partners have. We just have the old brain buckets. We don't have the nice stuff. And they said, given that they're taking part of live fire training exercises, this stuff is essential um, for them. They've also purchased their own rain gear invest. What are they wearing over there? Garbage bags? We sent them with garbage bags and uh, belts to carry water and ammunition. Unbelievable. And also, there's this drive to push women into the military, even though it's not a traditional... It's not a pink job. There are pink yeah. jobs and blue jobs. I don't want to be a garbage man, right? Yep. Um, but they're deploying these women in ballistics kits 
that don't fit us because our bodies are different putting these women at jeopardy and so they're buying their own equipment too and so we can't equip the soldiers that we have but we're like we're gonna send 1200 more more ill-equipped soldiers there what's next sheila uh they give out the marching orders and go hey uh, guys any of you play uh, pickup hockey oh you do okay can you bring your ccm hockey helmet (laughs) uh because uh you know we don't have uh military helmets for you and uh what i alluded to before the clip an additional 1200 soldiers we have a big recruitment problem going on who's left to uh guard our uh boundaries i think we're in a position where we might be ripe for the taking by costa rica and that's saying something, Sheila Gunn-Reed, because Costa Rica does not have an army, an air force, nor a navy. But I think we're uh, we're right for the picking. I'm willing to hear what Costa Rica's offering before I turn <laughs> them down right away. <laughs> but it's worse than just deploying soldiers we don't have because we have a recruitment problem. Yeah. We need to talk about, as the liberals say, the root causes of that recruitment problem and that is a completely woke leadership yep um a leadership and chain of command that um i would suggest betrayed their uh military underlings yep. for lack of a better phrase it i've seen numbers and in speaking to the lawyer representing a lot of these um former and active caf 10% of the active force has left or will leave or is quietly quitting or was forced out because of the vaccine mandates. There's that? There, so a lot of them are just quiet quitting, as they yep. say, saying, you know what? I feel utterly betrayed by the chain of command. I, ca- I cannot serve in this military. Yep. There are other objectors that were forced out. There are ones that took the jab and said, I'm out. You did this to me. I'm gone. And then there are the vaccine injured because the military was inoculated with Moderna. And Moderna is not advised for young men. And guess who the entire military is? It's young men. And so because of that, their vaccine injuries are manifesting at an even greater rate than the general population. What happened to the military under COVID is an atrocity, and it is absolutely no wonder they have a tough time recruiting people. 100%. And Sheila, there's another component to that, and I know this from some soldiers I've spoken to. It is the utter wokeness in the Canadian Armed Forces. The hair standards. My daughter quit cadets because of the wokeness. Yeah. We want a trans-friendly military um, that gets away from toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity? You should be thanking God that some 80 years ago in the Second World War, there was ample toxic masculinity. That's what brought the Nazis down. I mean, do you even know what business you're in? It's the army. It's all about toxic Wars masculinity. On toxic yeah, masculinity. Not rainbow unicorns having a you know a tea party out on the front lines. It's just again, like I said, I'm willing to hear what Costa Rica's offering before I turn down <laughs> any offers from them. Well, there you go. If anyone's from Costa Rica, please drop your terms of surrender, and Sheila Gunn Reed will uh, go over it. With Sheila a at RebelNews.com. <laughs> I, I'm I'm taking proposals. Um, <laughs> we should. Uh, Um, move ahead because I think this is in the subject 
line or the headline of the YouTube video. If it's not, I'm sorry, but it's still an important story that we should get to. Pro-Beijing groups claim credit for helping Olivia Chow, Toronto's new mayor, win Toronto mayoralty. She says, I didn't know, but thanks. Yeah. Uh what a uh, this is a tragedy and you know what uh, Sheila like all rebel news reporters I think we're kind of like the umpire behind a home plate we call balls yeah. and strikes regardless of the politicians we're covering and I want to re I want to say this to Olivia Chow in recent years she was very active on the pro-Hong Kong yeah. democracy movement. Yeah. For all of right? her socialist tendencies, she was anti-communist takeover exactly. in Hong Kong. And then that group, with ties to uh, communist China, uh, invited to an event, give her a gift. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a group that has... And uh, she accepted the gift. Yep. And it's a group that's denounced Canadian um, condemnation of everything from the human genocide. rights abuses yep. to the Uyghur genocide. And then suddenly what happens uh, during the municipal election? Uh, yeah, Olivia Chow is now pro-Beijing Communist Party. Um, it's kind of like... I don't know if she's pro-Beijing Communist Party, but she's pro their help getting elected. That's it. And the attitude, Sheila, is, hey, it's strictly business. Yeah. I've got an election to run. They can mobilize people. It's a disgrace. You know, Sheila, I, I went to almost every single debate. Yeah. Um, most of them I couldn't get into. Got into the Zoomer one, and kudos to our friends at Zoomer for uh, allowing us in. But we were there in the beginning, and we were there after... And you could not scrum, uh, Olivia Chow, even the mainstream media, even the anointed ones getting into the debate, uh, Olivia Chow would not go to the post-debate scrumming. In fact, Sheila, she was like the Arctic lynx, uh, the so-called ghost of the North, because so few human beings have actually seen one. Um, I never even saw her enter or leave the building. It's like they had her in a box. I swear, like, where is this woman? <laughs> and she's usually wearing the most vibrant red or yellow dresses. Like, how can I miss her? And it's very CCP signaling, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Holy subliminal Just advertising. Throw some stars Batman. on there. But it was like the Joe Biden uh, campaign blueprint. Stay yeah. in the basement for the election campaign. In your social distancing yeah. circle. And you know what? It worked for her. And all the unions coming to campaign sure. for her. And name recognition. Oh, John Tory, you have really dropped a bomb on this city because the next three years under Comrade Chow, Sheila, listen, prove me wrong, Olivia, prove me wrong, but I think we're going to see safe injection sites, homeless encampments and parks, defunding the police. It's going to be Portland North. Uh, this is a tragedy in the making. You know, that's a good segue into the next thing we should talk about. And uh, this is one of the things that you really wanted to talk about, and that is um, the woman who was seriously yes. injured in a shooting. Stray bullet hit a completely innocent lady in Toronto. Now, the liberals will tell you that I, I did that by virtue of being a gun owner. I contribute to the yeah. gun violence in Toronto, but it's not. It's gangs and this sympathy for the devil yeah. that 
uh, progressives have in progressive cities that all evidence be damned. You have to pursue these progressive policies because it's compassion for the downtrodden and the underprivileged. But at the end of the day, it's getting people seriously hurt and killed and their families, their innocent families yeah. are suffering because of it. And what is being ignored by the vast majority of the mainstream media about this story? Oh, folks? they're not ignoring it. They know it exists. They're yeah, not publishing it. But they're covering it. it up. Is the fact that this happened very close to a so called safe injection site? It's Talk not all that safe, is it? No, it, there's no truth in advertising there. And even. Here's my question to you, progressives. Even if you believe that's the way to go, have a safe injection site for all these hardcore drugs, which, by the way, some of the people getting those drugs are not even using them. They're, They're pushing selling them, them. And they get into turf battles, which is what is suspected yes. happened yes. here. But even if you believe that, you're on Team Chow or Team Portland, riddle me this. Do you think it's a good idea in all the square kilometers that Toronto encompasses to put a safe injection site right near a daycare center? Because that's where that is. That's outrageous. How could you be so flagrant in terms of safety? You know, Sheila, that community, they're always saying, oh, it's all about public safety. It's all, yeah, you know, when it comes it to pronouns it, and gender if it identity. Were, if yeah. it were, if, the, if any of this were about public safety, one of these safe injection sites would be next door to Olivia Chow's house. Oh, but they are never where the decision makers live. They are put in our communities or in Edmonton's case, they were putting them in Chinatown as the Chinese Business Association was struggling to clean up its neighborhood, working so hard to make their community a safe Pulling. place. And the white liberals on city council yeah. were just shoehorning all these safe injection sites into their communities and creating just a complete black hole of social decay why? that sucks everything in around it. Why, why, why target Chinatown? I don't understand. Because it's right downtown. Literally right downtown. Wow. You know, it, it's unbelievable. that, And that's a, a sector just coming out of COVID. Uh, the food service business, I can tell you this, folks, for someone who covered it for seven years, hardest business yeah. in the world to make a, a living in. 80% of restaurants go out of business in the first three years. And then you get past COVID. And what happens? City council goes, oh, here's a lifeline, which is more like a 14,000 um, pound anchor. Uh, we're going to put safe injection. So, I mean, what does that have to do with the inherent aesthetics of a Chinatown? I don't know. And now, like they're saying, maybe, maybe it was a road rage incident. I don't know. Oh, no, uh, Sheila. See, and I'm not blaming you, my friend. That is the most recent oh. uh, gun oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I mean, didn't realize yeah. just how much of a hellhole parts of Toronto are yeah. becoming. And that's no um, aspersions cast on the good people forced to live in Toronto. Yeah. That's your politicians doing that to and you. And that happened at Young and Bloor, perhaps the Jeez. second busiest intersection in Look downtown Toronto. I know. And it started out as stunt driving and it ended up with like the shootout at the OK Corral. Jeez. And by the way, wait, I, I'm, the, I'm the kind of cat that I'm used to maybe receiving or giving the finger and that's it. OK, where did guns come into play when it comes to that guy cut me off? It, You know, that's why you really can't 
uh, make waves, I don't think, in this city anymore, uh, Sheila. you got to say, you know, that guy's a real D-bag, but if I give well, him the finger, it, does he have something in the glove box other than the owner's manual? Again, the anti-gun kookaloos are going to be like, see, this is why we have to get rid <laughs> yeah. of handguns. Yeah, and I'm exactly. Like, well, I have to call somebody and ask permission before I can take my handgun out of the safe, go directly to the range or the gunsmith and come directly back. I have to report to the government before I do that i've gone i go through daily background checks the guy with his illegally trafficked gun in yeah. his glove box yeah. is not going through the same steps i have so they can snatch all my guns yeah. but that guy's still gonna have his oh yeah i'm sure that guy in the black suv he's somebody from uh saskatchewan he's oh, a, yes. a duck yes, yes, hunter yes, yes, yes. Yes. and he took out his uh his rifle uh, give me his a long break. gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> just his pulled it out of the glove box <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but, you know... This is uh, how the liberals me. think, though. Well, yeah, inside yeah. I'm crying, let me tell you. Um, well, you know what, uh, Sheila, we should, because we're running out of time. Do we have any super chats yet? I'm just checking okay, right now. Then. Paid chats. David, Dave, Shrigley has rounded them up for us. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's He's a goaltender, too. Uh, no, we've got Wonder Woman Wells gives us five bucks. And says, oh, my dear, mighty menzoid. <laughs> Yuck. I love it. Uh, Keep you, going. You deserve this rumble <laughs> rant for the get it in the end joke. <laughs> LOL. You know, you might have to send him more money because you might end up unemployed over that joke. Again, that is my favorite name of all our audience at least the female side uh sheila because wonder woman hey that's got to be the sexiest uh superheroine in the dc universe well i i know there's an argument for uh power girl but she might be a little over the top no pun intended and of course wells i think of don wells and the correct answer folks marianne or ginger it's marianne I'm telling you. Really? You know what? It's one of the... I was just speaking to um, somebody the other day about this. You ask woman that question, what what, what would a man go for? Ginger or Marianne? Nine out of ten women say yeah. ginger, like that. Yeah. Nine out of ten men say Marianne. And, and we think you're this. lying to us when no. you say Marianne. Uh, no. Because we feel like you're trying to spare our feelings no. by picking the girl next door. You know Ginger is high maintenance. Oh, okay. for sure. You know she Marianne. would clean out your bank account <laughs> so fast. She would throw out all your clothes and dress you in her clothes. You'd have a house full of little mop dogs for sure. And Marianne, there's something... I can't say it on the live stream. Don't, but don't say it. There are many sure. things you say on the live stream but you should unlike, not. Unlike Ginger, you know Marianne can cook a delicious dinner for you. You just know it. Whereas yeah. Ginger, she complained about, you know, having to call Uber Eats. So. Well, that's the thing. I feel like one of them would probably be a good mother to your children and the other one just has dogs. Well, there you go. <laughs> and if you're a man out there watching and you're getting these Gilligan's Island references, if you are a fan of Ginger over Marianne, please explain why. Of course, the real smart choice of all is Mrs. Howell. She is a multimillionaire. Right. So <laughs> maybe right. I might You're going to take the Anna it. Nicole route. Um, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about, David. Unbelievable. Um, while we wait for maybe a couple more rants to come in, we've got actually a little bit more time. I want to touch on this one because it is so 
Careful what you wish for, jerks, because <laughs> you just stories. might get it. Blacklock's reporter reported it uh, last Friday, but we never got around to talking about it, and I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, as it would turn out, um, the liberals who are currently fighting with Facebook because Facebook says, you're going to extort us, are you? Well, then we're just not going to allow sharing of Canadian news to our platform. Uh, the liberal, there are liberal MPs who hold Facebook stock who are probably like, oh, stop it, Justin. Beautiful. Stop it. You're hurting our portfolio. So two liberal MPs held shares in Facebook these guys even as cabinet vowed to lead a national advertising boycott against the company neither mp commented after cabinet said it was doing our part to cut dealings with facebook they're treating facebook by the way like it's russia <laughs> like they, they are they're like we're not gonna do any dealings with them because this is a democracy it, it, well, I guess in that vein, the mainstream media is Ukraine. We're giving hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. to prop up and your I'm just like, can, can I just get a Nokian tire without having to wait six months? Which literally happened to me. The Russian boycott made it nearly impossible for me to get an extra tire for my Jeep. I almost had to get four new tires. It was just what, terrible. I was like, you sure showed Russia by inconveniencing me for six months. Now I need a wheel alignment. I just put four new uh, summer radios on the uh, Menzoid Mobile, the urban truck. So The no urban problem. truck or the green gremlin Not or whatever it is. the green goblin, the gremlin. No, the gremlin. The gargoyle. AMC is long gone. <laughs> uh, by the way, these MPs that were uh, involved in this, it's the recidivist house flipper Talib Nur Mohammed of Vancouver Granville. This guy doesn't have a single thing that he's not conflicted on. Have you noticed that? He's voting on house flipper legislation. He's the house flipper. Oh. He, they're voting on uh, Facebook <laughs> stock. Like they're uh, fighting with Facebook and he owns Facebook oh. stock. Like the guy is just in everything and James Maloney from Etobicoke Lakeshore they had an undisclosed number of shares in Meta Platforms Inc the parent company of Facebook Meta reported 116.6 billion dollars more than a lot of countries in revenue last year according to a shareholders report so uh oh look at this uh chronic house flipper and Noor Mohammed had stock holdings in 77 companies. Well, he's got a diverse portfolio. That's good. Uh, so he'll be conflicted on a great number of things, I think, uh, including Amazon, Microsoft, Twitter. That's nice. And <laughs> PayPal and Walt Disney. So he runs the gamut from woke to free speech companies. I can't wait for them to fight with Twitter now. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Walt Disney? Uh, what did he think about Chris Freeland advocating canceling the Disney Plus subscription? It never ends with these he people, right? Be, he must be having a conniption right now. I know I know, we're a little <laughs> bit over, but didn't Chris Freeland say, I was traveling. Yes. I think she said something real stupid at a grocery store the other day. I forget what it was. It was think like a high. Think of how many end... hot dogs you can Yeah, buy. think of how many hot dogs. Did we talk about that? You know, I don't think we did. What happened there, Sheila? This was, was at the grocery Was it Christian Freeland's eating hot dogs, by the way? What? 
let's see if we can find that. Sorry, Olivia, to put you on the spot like that. Well, but yeah, here's the deal. Um, first of all, Rabba, <laughs> nothing against Rabba. I like Rabba, but it's a glorified convenience store. I was going to say, is it fancy? Because we don't have that yeah, in Alberta. Yeah, you would be paying high prices, which, Sheila Gunn-Reed, is the reason why Christian Freeland's staffers, before the photo op, removed the prices from oh. all the produce behind her. So <gasps> this is people. what you call in marketing a huge marketing fail. The message she wanted to convey was, look how much money we're giving you to buy you all these hundreds of hot dogs. But what is the takeaway? Hey, wait a minute. Why did her staffers remove all the prices? This looks like no rabbi I ah, remember being to. stupid dress again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at least she's standing, so we don't have to, it's you know. It's this dress. <laughs> she has it in all the colors. Stop but, it, Christia. And her pearls and that shift dress. Ooh, there's I, a punchline just dangling over her home plate. No. Do we have a clip of her saying that? I think actually um, Canada Proud might have clipped the video. That's where I think I saw it. But yeah, think of all the hot dogs this is going to buy. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a rabbi, Sheila. And I'm going to... Yeah, let's see. Let's see let's how many see. hot dogs you can buy. Let's see how many you can buy at um, Rabba, and let's see how many you can buy at St. Then we Fresh should Co. eat them. We <sighs> should eat them afterwards. We should have a hot dog eating oh, contest. Oh, what is this? The 4th of July on Coney Island? No thanks. That's Do we have disgusting. it? disgusting. Olivia? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the music's perfect. And guys. I am so glad to be here today at Rabba Fine Foods. <laughs> and I am so no glad to be here today at Rabba Fine Foods. So I am here at Rabba and there are no price tags on these shelves. Now you may be wondering, why are there no price tags on these shelves? Well, Christia Freeland was just visiting here for a press conference and her staff, according to the staff who work here, had them removed before she spoke and they have not yet put them back up. So I know what was going, I know what the unspoken strategy was, Sheila. If you saw like- $8.99 for butter at Rabba? You know, or a buck twenty-nine thirty-nine for a lemon. And the staffers obviously thought that if people focus in on those prices, oh, look what blackface has done to us on the grocery front. Meanwhile, they made it exponentially worse by removing the prices. Yeah. And, you know, and our uh, good colleague, Tamara Ugolini, she had a point. I think the strawberries that she removed the price for, I think it was either four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Good which grief. For a store, no, but for a store like Rabba. That's quite good because... I don't shop uh, in places like that. I can't afford Sheila, it. As Tamara, I think, adroitly noted, um, that's probably because those are in-season right, uh, grown in right. Ontario strawberries. Otherwise, they'd be $9.99. Right, and so talk these to dummies, me in December. Yeah, these dummies removing the prices don't know when they see a Rabba bargain when they trip over one because they're probably getting everything catered in on our tab, right? I just... It reminds me of that thing on um, Arrested Development where the mom was like, what can a banana possibly cost? 
ten dollars <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like that's that's how it feels but think of all the hot dogs oh, this wow. could buy do you think that's what poor people are living off is hot dogs is that what she thinks like that's the food of poor people is wonder bread and hot dogs like maybe they might want to eat something nutritious um, that doesn't cost an arm and a leg like the strawberries where your people have stolen all the price tags. And by the way, you mentioned bananas. I want to know how the banana industry works because, Sheila, honestly, in the last 20 years, an inflation immune... 67 cents yeah, a pound it, it's without like, fail. And that's what I remember buying it for 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and like, how how has the banana industry... Stayed? And by the way, understand... And organic bananas... Although they look disgusting or 10 cents more. <laughs> yeah. And they're small and like brown and gross. What is it with the bananas? I feel I don't like know. Seinfeld. I don't know. And, you know, and, and that's a dangerous... I guess slave labor in these banana republics are not affected well, by inflation. Well, you know, inflation. you can ask our uh, beloved big boss man, Ezra yeah. Levant. That's how it was Chiquita, Chiquita Bananas relationship with one of the Caribbean countries where they were actually dictating government policy. Yeah, that's Hence why they call the it banana, banana republic. <laughs> well, welcome to Canada, a maple syrup republic because yeah. we don't grow bananas here. But did you know it's very dangerous to ship bananas? If it, There's something about the gases as they ripen and if they... Oh yeah, they give off methane. And they can thought, blow yeah. up the banana boat. Yeah. So, and still we pay these incredibly cheap prices. And then the people who like buy the like the climate change people are like, I bought an organic <laughs> banana. Your organic banana looks like hell and it wasn't grown like in somebody's backyard. Yeah, they're not that bad. They look awful. Really? Go look at an organic banana. Let's go shopping for bananas uh, after the show. I have work to do. <laughs> you go buy bananas. Okay, we got one more chat. I actually have work to do with you, by the way. So we know we're not oh, going grocery right. shopping. <laughs> uh, we've got another chat from Fraser McBurney, the fight the find recidivist from Hamilton. Guy loves his cap locks. I can't tell if he's excited or if he just <laughs> is yelling at me. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but Fraser says, uh, he gives us five bucks and says, at our potluck picnic this past Sunday, I bought a new T-shirt. Proud member of the fringe minority. Everyone loved the homemade French fries I made. Mm. It was fun. Where did you buy your um, potatoes? And how many <laughs> potatoes are you going to buy with your grocery rebate from Chrystia Freeland? I bet that buys one Freeland dress. Yeah. You know what? Maybe with her rebate, she can hire a personal shopper to take her shopping and get properly fitted apparel. Because you know the famous shop where we had to put the blue dot in. I know. Because we didn't want to get a triple x so bad porky and bexy i still <laughs> the kid should have got hazard pay that day Just, yikes uh Eitan wants you guys to open open something on air Ooh. i'm frightened what do you know Look what it this. is we got or are you just giving me random stuff oh it's for me oh, oh my it's goodness. for david okay it's like thank you Eitan. Okay, okay. Mr. Vice President, making like uh, Santa's elf. Let's see. Oh my goodness! Wow. It's it's it literally is Christmas in July. Look at oh. all the gifts David gets. That's a, no, keep it coming, folks. Oh, look at that! <laughs> Are these real plates? No, I think so. Are they? They look real to me. Tamara, someone ordered her custom plates that is from Service Ontario. 
Oh my God. I can't believe it's still available. What the heck? Wow. Elburns, come on. That is, let's read the note, shall we? Yeah, we should. Let's find out who this Good Samaritan is. Albertans, look what the Ontario fans are doing. All right, it reads, Dear Rebel News, and more specifically, Tamara Ugolini and Aww. David Menzies, we are very grateful and thankful for everything that you and the entire Rebel team are doing in reporting the other side of the story, reporting the truth. My son and I enjoy watching your shows on a regular basis. You talk about the real issues that are concerning to most Canadians, issues that the mainstream media refuses to cover honestly and truthfully. You also insert some hilarious commentary, like comedy and sensible humor, to your journalism and reporting, which always gives us both a good laugh. You are very refreshing, entertaining, and a pleasure to watch. Keep on doing your boots-on-the-ground reporting, exposing the liberal left's lies, and sharing the truth with all Canadians. Thank you, and God bless Deborah and Nicholas, Windsor, Ontario. As a token of our appreciation, we are gifting you these personalized I license can't plates this. to attach to your vehicles or to do as you choose. That is it's just so unbelievable. Nice. You know what, uh, Deborah and Nicholas, if you can reach out to me, uh, my sons now live in Windsor, oh. and I would love to take you out for a lunch, a coffee, what have you. In fact, I think this weekend there's a big Impact Wrestling card in Windsor. So um, dang it, David. Yeah. I'm traveling. I would have loved to have come to oh, that. Well, there you go. You know, um, Deborah and Nicholas, thank you so much. That's that, so nice. That, that's both, I think these I, are I, real, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Although I'm surprised that you're like, I can't believe it's still available. Who else <laughs> would have that, David? So how does it work if I put this on my truck now? Yeah, and then you just register it to your vehicle. And oh, get I have your, to do yeah, all that? You have to, yeah, you just can't Stand like slap line. it on and go. Wait a minute. What kind of gift is this? I've got to stand for you three guys, weeks in line service on don't be in and great you guys have to have front and back plates don't you yes oh we don't have that in Alberta. Oh, when did they change that when like i lived 10 there, years ago front and... yeah you lived there a gazillion years yeah. ago well, you had a still a crank on the front of your car to start it when you were you there. know what i love about <laughs> we're living in alberta 1985 it was the solicitor general i think or the attorney general i can't remember which one he got caught using a, uh, he was speeding, but he got caught with a radar detector. So what did he do? Made him legal. Made them legal. <laughs> yeah. Overnight, yeah. all the stereo shops you know are selling mad. radar detectors. I'm not so. mad. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. This, this is, so is nice. a gift to treasure. My oh, goodness. And Tamara's coming in right away. She should be here very, very soon. You That's know super nice. Isn't it amazing that these were available? Like, Really? You can't get Batman. You think Ugolini <laughs> is like there's a lineup for like Ugolini well, 1, Ugolini 2. Ugolini Menzoid. Menzoid. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, that's guys. That's so nice. We have that's, the best That's unbelievable. Ever, we got the plates. Ever. We got the wood etching. It's good uh, I, things come in three. What are you going to give me today, Sheila Gunn-Reed? Yeah, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, you guys are being showered with gifts in the office. And I'm just like. I hope the Amazon man comes today so I have somebody to talk to oh, when I'm is, at home. This is unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm, I'm blown away. 
But I, I, are we out of time? Yeah, we are out of time yeah, we, and out of chats. We better sign And out off. of gifts. There's no more gifts coming, wow. so let's wrap her up. Well, folks, what a show. Not only Sheila Gunn-Reed in person, but a wood etching, a customized vanity crazy. plate. crazy. I can't believe you know, this. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara's going to love that, yeah, too. Yeah, you're going to get keyed, though. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the problem, especially if it's your real name. Does Tamara want everyone to know where she's going? You know, you walk by Coburg and, oh, Ugolini, that's got to be that Tamara Ugolini. I think everybody knows her in Coburg anyway. It's <laughs> like, yeah, what are they going to do? If I had customized plates, like, what are they going to do to me? Say hi to me at the farm supply store <laughs> where they already know who I am? Well, that's friendly territory. <laughs> Thank you so much to uh, our super producers, Olivia and um, Efren, and of course, Dave uh, giving us those super chats. And, uh, Thank you so much for your presence, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Yeah. Um, what was that uh, Carpenter song you quoted? Or no, Peaches and Herb. Oh, yeah, Reunited it. and It Feels So Good. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and thank you to our beloved audience, especially those of you who made uh, Super Chats. Greatly appreciate it. It's how we keep the lights on. I'll be back here tomorrow. I think it's with, I think it's a Tamara Tuesday. I we'll, think so. We'll just keep it right here for her and she can pick up her personalized license plate. And uh, by the way, and thank you for so nice. you gift givers That's out there. That's what a cool gift that, too. Yeah, yeah I, I, this is just unbelievable. So humbling. I didn't know you could do that. Just like go get custom plates for other people. I didn't know that either, you know. And you know what? You raise a good point. What if this person was nefarious, got a menzoid uh, plate, Who and just want drove a like a plate? jerk through litter out the window? Yeah. People go, Throwing you know, I saw that menzoid. He's a real, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's something we'll have to address with the Ministry of Transport, I suppose. <laughs> Folks, thank you. It was a pleasure. As always, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>